All right, bradcooney.com in association with HCN Networks. It is absolutely honored to have on board multi-platinum album-selling bases from the legendary band Quiet Riot, Chuck Wright. Thank you for coming on board, Chuck. Glad to be here. Hello from Hollywood, everybody. Absolutely, man. Just that's a pleasure to have you on board. All right, let's jump right into this, man. You got a lot of things going on. I want to um, come right out of the gate and talk about this ultimate jam night that you have founded. Um, it's really catching fire out there in California and Hollywood. And um, just touch on that, man. What you got going on with that? Well, you know, we're now entering our, our 52nd week. Um, I started it up uh, last year in February. Um, People were saying, hey, why don't you do that jam? I did this small jam in the valley here in L.A., and um, people kept going, hey, you should do that again, because, you know, people, it was a social networking hookup kind of place, but a much smaller venue. They closed. And so I found um, I found out about this, uh, that Lucky Strike Live in Hollywood had a stage, and I'm thinking, okay, stage in a bowling alley? I don't know. Uh, you know, I went and looked at it, and it blew me away. Best sound system, killer lighting, perfect room for what we wanted to do so but what I want to do is something that's a little bit more than just your your typical either jam or guys show up hey come on up and play first of all it's really organized ahead of time songs players um, you know even down to what time they're supposed to be on stage I also wanted to incorporate kind of a rock and roll circus vibe so I have a, a walk around character who also uh, goes in front of the curtains uh, before each set. Um, his name's Trippy the Clown, and he's a puppet, and he's very rude and insults people. <laughs> and I also try to start every I start every second show with a burlesque act that's different and unusual, um, not just the girl, you know, walking around taking her clothes off. There's always some kind of, I have it like a burlesque magician who uh, like put a sword through on her assistant's throat, and another girl that uses a metal grinder on a metal bikini, you know, just, wow. just total insanity craziness all the time also we have these large screens in the back of the room that that i, I put content on um it's usually unusual things like like a yellow submarine or some animated kind of thing or some 60s sci-fi flick or you know just to just to have the whole environment be uh, immersive uh throughout and it's designed that way my whole goal is to reignite the rock the real music community here you know yeah uh, all the clubs are closing Left and right, we've been seeing clubs closing, and the EDM DJs are are have been taken over, you know. And 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 part of the reason we do this is because DJs can't jam. You know, this is about the live music experience. Um, and I get to put together some of the best players in the world, which is really exciting for me. I here's a good example: um, Billy Sheehan from Mr. Big, one of the big, most well-known rock bass players. All right, one of the best ever. Awesome. And we also had, um, uh, I was contacted uh, by Greg Bissonette, um, the drummer, and to, to do the um, Eden and Smile Band, which is the David Lee Roth album that was so huge, to put that band back to, together and do a show. Um, and the original, uh, it was going to be the original lineup with Steve Vibe, Billy Sheehan, and, and, and Brett Tuggle, and Greg. And they were going to have Ralph from, from Steel Panther sing. Uh, and then David Lee Roth caught wind of it, so he decided he wanted to come down and do it. So we got out, 3,000 people showed up, and we got shut down. Oh, man. <laughs> Three minutes before they were going to go on. I'm 
stand on stage with them and uh okay we're gonna open up the curtains and then we go stop <laughs> so so that happened what was the shutdown uh, for was it a fire code too many people in there what happened yeah, what? yeah they let they, unfortunately too many people that, Oh man! Stuck in through the back, like a few hundred people got in there, and we couldn't get them to leave. And, and oh man! It was it was unfortunate. That would that was a, a big one. But uh, another really great story about you know I'm talking about having people just show up. Um, you know, Jason Bonham showed up once, but my favorite one so far is um, just recently, uh, like our Christmas show. Um, Robin Sander came down with Dax and placed runs with Cheap Trick now and Rick Nielsen. <laughs> oh man! And brought Robin. I toured with Cheap Trick in '80, so I kind of had him, you know, and it was so great to see him. I go, you got to do a song with this. I got Dream Police coming up. He goes, okay, great. Well, five minutes before he goes on stage, he gets a call from his manager, and his manager says, uh, you, "You've just been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame." Oh my God! And he, and he goes, "Oh my God!" And he comes out here and he goes, "You won't believe this." He goes. I'm inducted with that's an oxymoron as far as I'm concerned. Keep drinking the Hall of Fame, come on. He goes, what's even more bizarre is that we got signed in a bowling alley and I'm at a bowling alley. Oh, man. That's yeah, insane. So then we, we went out and did uh, Dream Police and it just kicked ass. There's a video. I have a website at uh, ultimatejamnight.com. Yep. And there's a video of that, um, that you know, uh, event, uh, him doing the song. Um, and, and them talking about it before uh, Ricky Rackman. I don't know if you remember him from MTV. Absolutely, I do. Oh, yeah, the full sleeve tattoo. Yeah, so, yep. Yeah, so Ricky came out and he did the whole. He wanted him. Let me introduce him. Let me introduce him. <laughs> mm -hmm. I said, okay, so he came out and introduced him and, and did, told the story about what had just happened. So that's on the video too. Um, besides the performance, and, and Robin is always spot on vocally. Every show I did with him. Uh, that, that they had the song um, The Flame it was the number one song so it was sold mm -hmm. out to her it was, I mean, every night he was spot on he's, he's just brilliant you know what's amazing to me about this this uh, show you have going on is like the fans that come in and, and I mean they get to see legends like I mean I didn't have that opportunity yeah. unless I paid tickets to go see that in particular you know that in particular you know, shoot, band a lot of people would have <laughs> spent a lot of money to see the yeah. artists that we get to we get to get up there and, and play you know yeah. I mean, Robbie Krieger for the doors but it's it's just one of those things you know it's uh, uh, it's a unique place to the world there's nothing like it anywhere which I'm very proud of that we were able to create a place that does not exist anywhere else in the world and you know it's also being in Los Angeles helps a lot oh, of course thing, being where you are because you know a good majority of musicians live out here or they visit here Mm -hmm. um, we took advantage of the NAMM show. People come out for that, and we pulled some people in that were in town just for that. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we've had just just to give you an idea uh, for your listeners of the, the people that we cut out. As far as artists for bands like Motorhead, Kiss, Winery Dogs, Extreme, Christina Aguilera, Pink, Foreigner, Alice Cooper, King of X, Steel Panther, Men at Work. Mm. Uh, Colin Hay, the lead singer from Men at Work. You know, wow. uh, Lizzie Borden, Butcher Babies. We are Harlots, Stone Sour, some of the newer bands, you know, Sum 41 and uh, Bad Religion, Sebastian Bach even came down, you know. It's it, a good row, right, right. Uh, it's, it's that kind of thing, and, and I don't do a cover, um, even though it's been discussed, but I just said, you know what, this is about building the community up. Let people come down and just in, enjoy this thing, and, and uh, you know, uh, and the musicians feel more comfortable about it because they don't think, well, you know, everybody's making money off of my name. No, no, this is about 
getting out there and playing. Guys will come to me and say, you know, I really wanted, like, for instance, the Shania Twain's band. Mm-hmm. I never expect this. Last night, they wanted to do Sagas on the Loose, which is a progressive rock. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I said, and I know they're all great players. I go, go for it. And it was awesome. You know, so. Wow. So how are the song uh, I, mean, I know those guys. Pardon? How are the song lists created? How do you determine what what, what they're going to play? Um, well, it, it all comes it all comes about uh, in different. It's like a big primeval soup, you know. You mm-hmm. throw ingredients in there. Um, <laughs> I have a master list of songs at the house band, and my house band's killer. I mean, it's Matt Starr who uh, kind of co-pilots this thing with me. Um, he's from Mr. Big, um, and he speaks freely. And he's a great drummer and a lead singer, so he he fronts the band. Sometimes. Oh, great. Um, and Mitch Perry, who's one of my favorite guitar players in L.A., who played Edgar Winter and a bunch of other people, um, the MSG, and uh, he's, he's phenomenal um, as well. And then um, Steve Ferlazzo, um, who likes to go by just Ferlazzo, um, is Avril Lavigne's uh, music director. So he's really uh, brilliant. He gets the exact sounds that you need for the songs, number one. He also, like, we bring in strings and we'll bring in horn sections oh, and we'll work with them and get the arrangements all, all right um, on that stuff. So um, it's quite a treat, you know, what we do with that kind of thing. So we have a killer house band and we have a list of songs and all, somebody will contact me like a singer. Hey, you know, I'd be interested in coming down or we'll contact them. I say, here's our list. Pick a song. And if, the, if there's not something on there you want to do, tell me what it is that you might want to do. And then, you know, we can learn it or, or we might already know it. So that happens all the time. I mean, I was learning the song uh, "Bass Player Dropped Off." I was learning "Night Train" um, as a Roses tune after Soundcheck. Came home, had learned it, so I know how to play it. <laughs> you know, the night of the show. Yeah, yeah. So it's so um, and and people will present ideas to me. Hey, we really want to do, um, I think uh, the violin player from Foo Fighters and and uh, Todd from Offspring. They wanted to do a, a, a kind of an unplugged version of, of uh, uh, an STP song, and, and it really sounded like a great idea. And they did it last night; it was killer, you know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. people will come to me with their idea and their players, but I also always look at live video of people, even if they're a known person. They say, "Hey, I want to." If they're going out of their their wheelhouse of what they do, I, I want to see what mm-hmm. it is so that. I avoid train wrecks that way, and I really try to keep the uh, level of what we're doing really high. And what's and the atmosphere? Because you can go there any night, mm-hmm. any Wednesday night when we do this, and it's going to be good, whoever it is. And we do all genres. Yeah. We, I mean, we do, you know, uh, current active and classic rock. We do pop. We do blues. We do R&B. We do rock and belly, metal, heavy metal, punk. Uh, you know, a country even, you know, we did, then went down to Georgia. I think mean, come That's on, awesome. all over the place, you know. Yeah, That's man. what I want to do. It's not just a rock jam. Right. It, it's, I kind of, I kind of think of, uh, what I'm trying to do along the lines of like, uh, back in the day, uh, Ed Sullivan would have a total variety of music going on. And he'd have, you know, unusual acts like spinning plates and all that. So I had the burlesque and a clown. Yeah. And I also have an MC, Polly Z, who had his own TV show called CO2 who's a killer singer, but he just is funny and keeps the show moving. Mm-hmm. And we give away things. We give away an ESP guitar once a month. Oh, you know, man. We give away, yeah, we give away, uh, Sick Boy uh, is uh, one of our sponsors. Uh, they make uh, a motorcycle company that makes clothing. Mm-hmm. And we give away shirts, and uh, and we have a bunch of sponsors that, that uh, are on board with this thing. 
you could see you could see the list of them up on. Oh yeah, the on, on the website I saw uh, it's quite impressive. Now the atmosphere I'm guessing is really amazing, um, and the fans do they have good opportunities to take pictures with these legends and and, and is it more of a? Well, they're used, they're walking around. I mean, we don't set up a meet and greet or anything like that. But yeah. I mean, they're in the room walking around usually, and you just you know it's very. Yeah, there's a high energy in the room. There's no doubt about it. But yeah. You can usually find them, and and uh, the dressing room is like right by the front door, which is unusual. You yeah. walk in, in the front door, and there's the the backstage, and then you walk through a curtain, and you're on stage. So wow! Now, how big is the place? How, how big a venue is it? Um, that's kind of hard for me to, to say because you know it has bowling lanes. So yeah, what we had to do, what we had to do to increase uh, after we got shut down, um, to increase the capacity. To what we were normally getting to, to more so is that they built a uh, a floor that goes over four lanes ah. and be taken in and take, taken out. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's set up to cover up, so that gives us the extra capacity um, there to, to get it up to what we need. You know, mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, on a on a slow night, it's like six hundred people maybe. Mm. I, mean, not a slow, I mean, a slow night meaning. Not like, oh, wow, you know, over the line down the block. We've been fortunate. There's been a line down the block for the last uh, month or so. You know, I mean, we're at the end of the last year and then the first three weeks of this year. Yeah. Um, it's become real popular. I'm not surprised by that at all. Which is a big... Huh? Yeah. So I'm not surprised by that. Um, yeah, it's great. I went... Uh, um, just recently I did a morning show uh, with Heidi and Frank on KLS here, which is the biggest mm-hmm. uh, rock station in... And I, uh, we talked about Ultimate Jam Night and all that, and, and that got to a lot of ears, so that helped to yeah. get the word out. Well, it's always good. I mean, I try to, whoever I put together, you know, it's going to be good. So how does a band, like, for example, um, I know Russ Dwarf from uh, the Killer Dwarfs. They're they're a really great band back in the 80s. Oh, I um, know they are. They're killer. Yeah, they, yeah. They did, uh, M3, I did M3 Festival with Quiet Riot. Um, Mm-hmm. A few years back, and they were on the on the bill. Right? And I just use them for an example. Even I, I, you know, I've had him on the show quite a few times over the years. But how would somebody like you know Russ or one of these other bands, um, how the hell if they wanted to come out and, and be a part of this? How, how do they would it just go to the website and, and is there a contact on there? Yeah, there's a contact. There's contact there. Yeah, on the website, just contact me. Say who you are, what you do, and send, and send me some video links and uh, sure. and I put it together. And yeah. it's like, I just like, J-Lo's guitar player is a great rock guy. He got a hold of me and I put him on last night. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Now, did I, I, just, I, go ahead, go ahead, finish your thought for sure. Oh, no, I was going to say, we we have a lot of the support players for mm-hmm. major artists. They're all brilliant, you know, and, and uh, trying to get their names out there, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask but you about I, unsigned I, acts. that are killer. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. Uh, there's a, yeah, uh, Rafael Moreira, who goes by Hoffa, plays with Pink and Christine Aguilar, is an amazing rock guitar player. Just uh, scary, scary good. <laughs> he, yeah, I mean, it, he, he he has his own um, his, uh, Magnetico. He has his own uh, solo act that's just scary good. How you know? So you, people don't know. I try to get those people's names out there and, and put them on. You know, everybody's uh, head. Is there an opportunity for local unsigned acts to come out and, and, and do their thing? I do. Yeah, we do a thing called Local Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, we have these different, we have an international spotlight, local spotlight or whatever, but um, Legends also, we've had Legends come down and um, call it Legendary Spotlight, Carmine Apps, he was there, Chambers Brothers, we had down. 
Um, but yeah, there I've had I've had local bands you know do a song or two, um, and and local. I just had a guy um, last night who's a killer guitar player singer that is on Santa Monica, Santa Monica Third Street playing for you know he's a busker where you know I, if you don't know what the term busking is those people that you see um, that play music or do whatever and they have you know a hat out to throw money at yeah. right well he's great we've had him twice now wow you know as a local a local spotlight guy yeah he's, he's Derek yeah he's, he's great Derek, that's awesome he's man but um, yeah we do that I have a local Butterside we had down it's a really killer new band um, I open up each show um, starts uh, we, we, we figured out a formula that started warming up the crowd as they're coming in with a, an acoustic type act and it could be like a rockabilly acoustic act or could, I had a stand up bass guy um, recently or you know or jazzy or just regular folky or whatever and that's usually local talent mm -hmm. that, that are doing it once in a while it's, it's people that are pretty well known but uh, it's usually local talent um, and you know just, it's all about the community and trying to get it all back together and I have people thanking me all the time which is great that's the, one of the joys of doing this is people really actually appreciate what they're seeing yeah you know sure. what they're getting so you know did I see somewhere that, that, there's, that there's somebody that actually um, does a, does a show out there where she, she takes either proceeds or people bring warm clothes for the homeless well we've done yeah no yeah we've done um, homeless drives twice yeah uh, and we ten thousand. We did one where we got ten thousand pounds of food. Oh wow! And we did uh, we we did um, uh, others where, where maybe that was clothing. Ten thousand pounds of clothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and the food, and we did a food drive. It's you know excellent man. To help out. We also had a guy that we was down and out musician lost his base or whatever. I, I remember the whole details of the story right now. But we got him. Out, we got him up from from San Diego and we gave him a base and had him sitting with the band. Yeah. You know? um, wow. Things like that. Try to be, you know, all around community spirited, and you know about the love of the music. Yep. And uh, yep. bring it. Trying to bring it back. Trying to, you know, take it back. Man, it makes me feel young again. I'm I'm 50. You know, I just turned 50 years old, and um, you know. Okay. Yeah, and I was just talking to Lisa, um, a friend of yours. And we were both talking about how this this ultimate jam night does wonders for our, you know, our fountain of youth hopes. It just makes us feel younger again. You know, it's great to have this thing yeah. you know, where the, the music we grew up on. Keep me young. Yeah, keep the rock and roll. Keeps, although doing this one is making me old quick. <laughs> um, I mean, it's very very uh, time intense, stressful. Sure, sure. Uh, thing to try to make happen every week. I mean, most people do something like this. It's like planning a wedding. Yeah. You take two months to do it, right? I mean, I do this every week. Wow. So That's and, amazing. And, and uh, keep, keep in mind, last year, um, seven months of last year, every single weekend I was on the road with Quiet Riot. Wow, that's, so, that's, that's amazing. That's what we do. We do, we do the fly-out thing where we'll leave Thursday, um, like the red-eye fly-out uh, on Thursday, and then I come back on a Monday mm. and, and try to do it from my phone or my iPad, you know, while I'm on the road, organizing, and, and uh, which is a lot tougher to do. Yep. Especially on little, very little sleep. Usually I'm on two or three hours of sleep um, mm. a day when I'm on the road. Yeah, man. Because we're always traveling, you know, we're travel, travel, travel. So, um, 
good stuff. But yeah, it's, it was a <laughs> it was a tough tough year, you know, definitely. <laughs> but um, I'm starting to get some staff people to help me out. And yeah, and, and if this just, as this grows, I'm sure you're going to have to probably get more. Um, and honestly, I'm surprised you're able to keep it in the venue it's at now. You know, I understand the acoustics are great, but man, if this thing keeps growing with these kind of legends coming in, there's a huge market for this for this kind of thing with people our age and even younger. I was at a Brett Michaels concert not too long ago, and I saw 18 year olds and 60 year olds all in the crowd. Well, I see that at Quiet Ride shows, and, and um, one of the things I love is, like, you get a, a 20-something in there mm-hmm. that is is basically grown up with the with the MP3 and the and the right. you know, like these newer newer contrived music, and they they're just like amazed at seeing some of these these old school players. You know, yeah. it just blows their minds. Absolutely. So, yeah, it, it, it there's ways to to grow it. You know, I'm, we really like where we are. It's, it sounds great there. But there's, there's um, also um, one of the things that's killer about uh, Lucky Strike Live is, is um, their entertainment director. Uh, his name is Barry Pointer. He's also a musician. Mm-hmm. He, he played with Methods of Mayhem and, and oh, yeah. some movie soundtracks. And, and he plays with us every week, too. Mm-hmm. But he totally gets it, and he'll let me try things. You know, yeah, that's hey, I great. Wanna, I want to put a chick on spills out front. You know, <laughs> try that, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's good. when you got that kind of backing. That's awesome. I mean, that yeah, that's invaluable. We, we get to go down there, and if we have a really, it's totally unrehearsed the show. Yeah, um, I read that and, too. But if we have if we have something really special, um, you know, like we have a string section and and or whatever, something that's really elaborate. We can go down there, you know, when we sound check and, and actually rehearse it so that it's, it, those kind of things are really hard to pull off cold. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, if it's a really elaborate piece, so so we're able to actually rehearse it, um, but that's rare. It's usually just throw, a throw and go. Some some players, this is what's great, is they'll meet for the first time backstage right before they go on stage. That's insane. You know, and I'll be I'll be playing and I'll look back and go, who's this drummer? Man, he's good. It's, it's Lady Gaga's drummer. <laughs> I yeah. didn't know the guy. Yeah, that, that's great, man. Talking to the dude from Cheap Trick, you know, it's like all these different you know meetings and and legends and uh, it's just I, I can't wait to come out there and check this out for myself, honestly. Oh yeah, I'd love for you to. You know, it's like I, one thing about it; it's different every week. I, I don't right now. I only know of a couple people that are get, are are locked in for next week. Yep, yep. It's totally, it's like a, a. I wake up in the morning in a panic. Basically, have a blank <laughs> canvas in front of me. I go, and sometimes we'll come up with theme nights. Yeah. Um, we did a Van Halen theme night. We did a um, Beatles. We did a Hendrix. Um, coming up. Uh, yeah. This year, because of the Oscars, we're going to do a movie night, so that one set's going to be all just famous songs from movies. Yeah. Well, the good thing about being part of a, a legendary rock band like Quiet Riot is if, like, absolutely, like, if, like, some crazy night ever happens where you can't find anybody, you guys can just go in there and have a Quiet Riot show. Well, I don't, I don't think that'll ever happen. <laughs> but I, I don't think we'll be that, ever get that desperate. Um, yeah, no, I don't think so either. I was just making a joke. <laughs> it's, no, it's really going good, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah man. And uh, Quiet Riot's been doing great with our movie out. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that. You got Because you're not only just a, a, a legendary bass player from a legendary band like Quiet Riot, you also do your thing in movies and things like that. I read some of your bio. I was like, wow, this guy's into all well, kinds I of stuff. Some, I did some film scores, seven of yeah. them, but... but um, I've been I've been in and out of Quiet Riot like five different times. Right. I've played with like 
I was in Alice Cooper. I played with Ted Nugent. I played with Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers. Yep, I saw that, man. Uh, I was in Montrose with Ronnie Montrose. And over the years, I've been, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate to play with a lot of people. I had my own band called House of Lords that Gene Simmons from Kiss signed. Wow, um, yeah. We were out from, from 88 to like 91. And in 90, we had the number one most requested song on radio, yep. on rock radio. So, yeah, it's, I, I've been a busy guy. Quite a ride. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going good. Now, when you, now I did, I did some some reading also. I mean, I, I mean, I've been into. I was on. In fact, when Quiet Ride, when you guys really blew up, I was on a ship in the U.S. Navy and and saw the Metal Health cassette tape on our ship's door, and I was like, wow, who? I was like, I was like, cool, who are these guys? I was like, that's a pretty cool looking album. That's a pretty cool cassette cover, you know. So I bought it. I was like, I was like, holy shit! Yeah, this is some freaking good stuff, man. And I've been a Quiet Riot fan ever since. Um, now you, there's like you said, there was some band um, the lineup changes. Now I just want to make sure I get this right. Now you were you were on the Metal Health. So you you did the track for Metal Health, right? You were on that as far as the track for the for the song. I, I mean, actually, yeah, um, I did. The song Bang Your Head, Metal Health. Yep. That's me playing bass and I sing on it too. Yep. I sing on every track actually on that album. And I also play bass on a song called Don't Wanna Let You Go. Yeah. Um, and those were basically originally the demos um, that we did in the studio that uh, with the producer and record company guy that signed the band. And I was in the band as it was to grow, and I had another band that was my band in LA called Satter, which was one of the bands here. And um, I was in Dubro, which was about to become Quiet Riot. And then, as you as everybody knows, that Bill faded plane crash when Randy Rhodes died. Yeah. And Rudy, he, because I took Rudy's spot in, in uh, the band. And then Rudy, of course, you're talking about Rudy Sarzo. Yeah, yeah. Then mm-hmm. he rejoined, but he came back. Yep. And, I, you know, honestly, at that time, I, I, metal was not in. And, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty good record, but I go, you know what? <laughs> Good luck with this, you know. I hope I hope something happens. But <laughs> everybody was new wave, yeah. you know. Was what you were listening to Devo and the Motels and those kind of bands, and um, and it just blew open the doors for all the other um, all the other you know bands like Motley Crue, Rat, and yep. all of them. That that song, "Come On Feel the Noise," just uh, just did it, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I rejoined the band in eighty. I I actually worked with them on the second album singing and I did some a little bit of bass on it and and, uh, and then I rejoined the band in 86 before that I was in Jafria we were I was in a band called Jafria and we were touring with Deep Purple and Foreigner and, mm-hmm. and hit single out but I yeah rejoined quite right for the QR3 album and I wrote every song with them yep. um, on that one <sighs> yeah any clue Metal Health would go as huge as it did when you guys were putting that together well that's what I was just saying yeah no I mean, I'm going, there's no way. Yeah. It was not, not a, no. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's totally a who situation, you know, with Absolute Ten Million Records. Absolutely, it's huge. It was, yeah, and it, it, it definitely, that record on its own helped shape the 80s music scene. Absolutely, I wholeheartedly rock, agree. I should say, the 80s rock music scene totally shaped it. And, and so many spin-off bands jumped on the bandwagon and signed every band they could off the strip that had big hair, you know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so. Unbelievable. Looking back, what, what's, what's been the highlight of, of your career? You think you've been in, you've been in so many projects. What's the one thing you're well, really sticks you know, out? I've been blessed to, to have, I've been blessed to have been 
been able to play with some legendary you know, people. Um, yeah, you know, I can think back. Just a rehears- how about this? A rehearsal. I'm rehearsing with Carmine Appice and Pat Travers, <laughs> and we're just jamming, and I think I'm in Cream. You know, it just was amazing for me. Wow. Like that. And one of my favorite, um, if I had to pick one thing, it's when I did the Alice Cooper tour. Um, I was hanging out with Alice every day pretty much, and, and he's listening to his stories. And it's his birthday today, by the way. Um, happy birthday, Alice Cooper. Uh, wow. Yeah, happy, yeah. Anyway, so, and it, that tour was just, he's, he, he's into the, you know, the big Broadway kind of production show, which I'm totally all about. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the bigger go home, you know. That's what Ultimate Jam Night's about. And, um, and that tour was just amazing. Like, I, we did 17 countries and 75 cities and, Started in Moscow, to Lisbon, saw you know all of Europe. It was just awesome, and at first class hotels, and and I you know the crew was awesome, the production was awesome, the, everything about it was was just a really special time for me on there. That's that's one I'll always look back on and just with joy. You know, it was great. You know, it was two thousand one. It was a while ago, but it's just it stands out as one of the best times of my life. You got you got to write the book, man. The story of Chuck Wright. I mean, you got so much stuff to, to cram into a book. Uh, You got such an interesting life, man. I have a great, a great, great almond story. I have a bunch of great stories about different people, but and basically the whole strip era coming out of that, mm-hmm. and and, um, and trying to sustain through the '90s, which was really tough for anybody doing. I actually went into the uh, in the '90s when when Nirvana and all that killed us all off. Oh yeah, I, I, Pearl I Jam. The, uh, I, yeah, I went into the Christian. Um, rock and music world for a while and, and created some really great records with Lanny Cordola who was also in House of Lords with me and, mm-hmm. and the producer and we, we created some of my favorite music that I've ever recorded I love some, some of the old Striper music was great yeah well we, what we were doing was not the rock, ah, the okay. rock we were like all over the place we were, I mean we produced um, and did two reggae records and we did oh, cool. uh, an ambient trance record and uh, this one project that's my favorite it's called Chaos is the Poetry it's just really hard to describe what that is yeah um, uh, musically it's just really eclectic and cool so we're we're you know that's what I did in the 90s and then got hooked up with Montrose I did in, in the mid 90s I did a tour and a couple albums with Quiet Riot but um, you know at that time and the whole 80s thing was just we were just like doing clubs and just trying to get by you know what I mean yeah, exactly. and there's been a resurgence I mean we're playing Quiet Riot now in front of five, ten thousand people a show so yeah. it's been uh, it's been great because there's a resurgence people really uh, are looking back it brings back great memories or they're just discovering how cool it is now mm-hmm. so. I had Steve Whiteman on my show from Kicks um, I don't know a few months ago oh, they're they're, great. They're, yeah they just put out a new record last year it's really good too and he was telling me the same thing they're getting huge crowds again yeah yeah it's 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 amazing mm-hmm. if you, you know what if you came up two or three bands of from the 80s yeah it, the show is just it, it you know if people are like going oh I'd like to see them but if you have two or three of them yeah like they're gonna go they do that cruise like the, they do that metal cruise or kicks and oh, yeah, Lita Ford we're gonna do another one yeah yeah we're doing another one in October awesome um yeah we did one uh 
not last year, the year before, that was just awesome. Yeah, yeah. He, they, they did it with Nita Ford and Killer Dwarfs and, and Kicks and... Um, yeah, we had Cinderella and... Yeah. And, uh, remember that band Helix from Canada? Helix, remember them? Sure. Oh, yeah, they were there too. I mean, what just great stuff, man. Great stuff. Well, yeah, they'll do that. They'll do that sometimes. They'll find... They'll try to get some bands that haven't really been played around a lot to help to make it more mm -hmm. interesting to go to, you know? Yep. Before I let you go, I wanted to touch real quick, and we won't get into all the specifics, but we lost Kevin DeBrell back in 2007. Can you can you tell the fans where you were when you first heard about that? When you first heard the news? Actually, uh, yeah, um, I know exactly where I was. I, the night before was my engagement party. Mm -hmm. I never did get married, by the way, but mm -hmm. um, that kind of changed the whole vibe of that, too. Sure. It's, it's, it, it, well, you know, I lost my one of my closest friends and my boss. Wow, <laughs> you know, yeah. My job, I should say. Wow. I lost, you know, all in one phone call. I mean, I got a phone call from uh, a really good friend of mine uh, that lives in Vegas where Kevin lived and said, I just, she said to me, she goes, I just heard there's paramedics and ambulances in front of Kevin's house. Yeah. And so my next guy, my next call was to Frankie. And I said, Frankie, I just, he goes, he's gone. Oh, he man. Goes, oh, man. That's just awful. He was such a yeah. great yeah, well, singer. Big personality, bigger than life, and yep. um, it's hard to watch that movie. Yeah, I bet so. Tell, tell the fans something good about Kevin that they may not know. I'm sure there's <laughs> a ton of things. Yeah. <laughs> he loved to cook. Oh, he did. He's a, he's a, really? Oh, no, no he, he, here's the totally opposite of what people think of a rock and roll tour bus, mm -hmm. right? We get on the tour bus, you can expect, you know, girls partying, hey, hey, whatever going on. Yeah. Well, Frankie, Frankie's also an amazing chef. I call him a chef because he's a real cook. Right. Um, they'll, watch, they'll, they'll turn on the freaking cooking network. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you know, well, That's awesome. <laughs> you know, we want to go party. He's like, no, we're watching the cooking network, you know. They're getting so some I'm recipes. On the, on the rat, rat bus and party the dog. Yeah, no kidding, man. That's great. That's that's what I was no, looking for. Yeah, you would never know that about him, but yeah, he's totally all about that. And he's also, you know, he's people probably know this, but he's he's such a music lover. Yeah. About especially seventies music, mm -hmm. he could go on and on and on. Yeah. About he's a total audiophile, definitely. Man, what, what, what you know? I saw. I can't remember what year. Well, I saw Quiet Ride back in the eighties. I was in Virginia. Um, and what a what a performer! I mean, I, I was so I was just like amazed by his stage presence and how, how much how, how much how, oh. he put it all, man. He he put in a thousand percent. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, he he always leaves it on the floor, as he says. He never, yeah. Even if he's not feeling good, you know, he'll, he'll he would go out there. Yep. And and the thing that you know, it, I mean, it's never good when somebody passes away. But what really sucks is we were really coming back strong, and he was better than ever. Wow. In amazing shape. Yep. We just did the Sweden Rock Festival for 50,000 people, and I have this picture of him looking back with his hands on his hips going, we're back. Oh, man. man. And then right after that, you know, he uh, he went out and partied too hard one night. And that was it. So. God bless yeah, him, man. I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't that he did one thing too much. It was, it was a, a combination of things. You sure. Know, a, small, a small amount of different things that, his body just couldn't handle. I mean, he was fifty-two, so yeah, yeah, man. You know, your body can't take you know what it could when it was. 30. Yeah, your mind still thinks you can do things you can do when you were thirty. You know, and 
Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. God I bless him, man. You know, like, God bless him and rest yeah. in peace to him, man. Well, look. Well, before I let you go, I want to give you one more opportunity to tell the fans where they can go check out the Ultimate Jam Night. I hang on a second. You just broke up there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was just going to say before I let you go, um, tell the fans where they can go again to check out the Ultimate Jam, what you got going out there, and just give me some closing thoughts. Okay, Ultimate Jam Night is every Wednesday. Um, there's no cover. There's about 60 performers um, every night. Um, it covers a wide variety of, of styles of music. It's always the best of the best that are that I can find and that are available. <laughs> um, and it's at a place called Lucky Strike Live in Hollywood, at Hollywood and Highland, right there in the heart of Hollywood where all the crazy people hang out. Mm. And so we, we pick the best spot to do it in the heart of Hollywood. <laughs> um, and I just, you know, just I, I look forward to meeting people when I'm on tour with Quiet Riot, which is always great. And um, I actually hear about the jam when I'm on the road, which is great. And people drive from Phoenix and, and uh, San Diego all the way up just to come. Oh man! Thing. But I see people. People have heard of it, even in Mexico down there. Hey man, I've heard about your ultimate jam night. That's great. Cool. I, you know, so it's, it's it, the word's getting out on it, and the people come and visit. LA, you know, Hollywood or wherever, you definitely got to come down and check it out. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope to see everybody when I'm on the road. What about What about Quiet Riot? You have anything, any news for, for any for the Quiet Riot fans? Anything new coming out or anything, anything in the works for that? Um, no, we're just, you know, like like I said, the movie just was out this year. It was yep. on Showtime, and it's available now on iTunes. Yep. Um, and and at, at QuietRiotMovie.com, it's available. Um, but we're you know we're just going to go out and slug it out on the road again and. Uh, you know, uh, it's been going really great with Dizzy Pearl now singing for us for now the last couple of years. Yep. Um, if you don't know him, he's from a band called Love Hate and was in Wrath for a while. And uh, um, he's a perfect fit for us, so it's been going great. Um, but, yeah, we're just, be out, you know, keeping keep the rock and roll metal alive. And, and uh, I look forward to seeing everybody out there. Well, I always like to come out after the show and meet meet people if, they, if they're hanging out and want to. Yeah, man. To see, and people always ask me for a, for a guitar pick, and I'm a bass player that uses his fingers. I don't. Have yeah, the fretless bass. I wanted to talk no. about that. The fretless bass. Oh, yeah. Yep. You talk. You, you play the fretless yeah. bass. Talk about that and your sponsors too. Well, I don't. I don't. I, I only play fretless bass. I have my own band in LA here called Acoustic Saint. Yep. And I use it in sessions too, but I play only a fretless bass with them. But when I'm playing with Quiet Rider or Ultimate Jam Night, it's my Fender Rock. Gotcha. Rock and roll bass, um, but I, I play my Godin uh, fretless, and I, and I use a standard uh, with my rock thing with Ampeg as uh, one of my my sponsors. Nice. So I use them. Good stuff, man. Oh, I was ta I was talking to you about the pick. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So pe pe people ask me about the pick. Uh, you have a pick. I go, did you see me play? Did you see me use a pick? And you know, they go, oh, no, but do you have one? And I said. No, but now I do. I have picks to say on the back. It says quiet right on one side, and on the back it says, I don't use a pick. That's great. <laughs> and that's what you give out. That's awesome, man. <laughs> Actually, I, I got an, uh, a new vehicle this year, and, and uh, this past year, and the license plate says no picks. There you go, man. I love yeah. that, man. Well, Chuck yeah, Wright, appreciate you coming on board, man. Um, it's always, well, first of all, it's always great to talk to somebody that has the accomplishments that you have with, with Quiet Riot and all the multitude of other bands you played in and all the things you've done for music. I want to thank you personally for what you've done for music because uh, Quiet Riot's got me through some tough days on deployment when I was, you know, back in the 80s in the military. 
Um, I mean, really, yeah. I mean, the mental health. Well, I mean, that's one. That's one good thing about the music is it can it reaches a lot of people all over the world and presents various things. And yep. especially for the service guys, you know, I know. I remember uh, watching uh, movies about Vietnam. They're always playing, you know, Apocalypse Now. I mean, they're playing. You know, rock and roll music while they're like going through the <laughs> Absolutely, you know? exactly, exactly. I was on a little ship, and, and you know, I was I was in the navy, and it was with a little submarine. We, you know, the ship was designed to to to, to track Russian submarines and anti-submarine warfare. But man, we were in the North Atlantic, and in like the the ocean, the sea state was so violent sometimes. It was like a little cork in the ocean, and man, I would walk around in the birthing compartment when I wasn't on duty with, with Metal Health jamming in my Walkman, and, you know, giving away my age. That's People awesome. don't know what Walkmans are, but we had Metal Health. And I bought that Metal Health cassette in the ship store, from the ship store, which is even cooler. Oh, that's great. Yep. So, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate coming on board, man. I really, really do, man. Thanks so much for joining us, Chuck. Oh, I'm glad to be here and, uh, and enjoy. You take care.